Hello, this is episode 40 of How to Be a Steminist. I actually can't believe it's episode 40 already. Today I'm talking about what everyone wants to know. What is the secret to achieving work-life balance? If this is something you've been working on but haven't quite cracked, then definitely listen up. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a STEMinist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. I am so glad you've joined me today. Work-life balance is a topic that's very, very close to my heart. If you have had a chance to listen to episode one, where I share my tales of woes when it comes to my used to be poor work-life balance in my engineering job, then you'll understand why I'm so passionate about it. But if you haven't yet listened to it, then I'm going to be talking to you a bit about what work-life balance actually is, what happens when you don't have it, why people struggle to achieve work-life balance, and then the golden part, which is what you can start doing on a practical level to achieve your version of work-life balance. Luckily, this isn't some sort of drinking game where you've got to take a shot every time I say work-life balance because I have the feeling I'm going to be saying it a lot this episode. But anyway, a quick update from me. I know some of you have messaged in before and said, I quite enjoy hearing a little bit about insights into your own life. So I thought I would give you a little bit of that today. Now, first of all, I have been prepping quite a bit for International Women's Day talks. So this happens on the 8th of March. I believe it's the 8th of March every year, but it's definitely the start of March every year. And I am very blessed to be invited by a couple of tech and engineering companies to come in and do talks for their staff all about gender equality, the female perspective of working in a male-dominated workplace and all of that fun stuff that I love talking about. So I've been prepping for those. I do have a couple of spaces left actually. So if you're organization is looking for someone to help with an event, I am definitely available for a couple more speaking gigs. So let me know if that's something you're working on at the moment. You can get in contact with me using any of the social media or email links that I provided in the show notes below. Other than that, in my personal life here in the UK, we are, yep, still in lockdown and I have not really been keeping up with when that might even end. I feel like every time I hear about it, the date changes or the information's different. And 
I just feel like there's not much point in me keeping up to date because it's going to change anyway. The information's not accurate. And I feel like someone will tell me once it ends. <laughs> so while we've been in boring lockdown and the weather's been really cold here, it has also been a really exciting time for me personally. My husband and I will be expecting our first baby in August this year. So it's been a pretty crazy time. I, yeah, just this whole pregnancy thing is an absolute miracle. I never really thought about it till now, but there are just so many things that have to align for a baby to be made. And yes, you know, there's one born every minute and all that kind of stuff. But when you think about what's happening inside your body and how it all happens so naturally, it's just, I can't even wrap my head around it. It's still mind boggling to me. And I feel very, very blessed to have this experience. There's also so much misinformation out there about getting pregnant, having a child, you know, giving birth, what happens during pregnancy, what's normal, what's not normal. So it's also been quite a big learning curve for me to further learn how to trust my intuition and really listen to my own mind and body rather than just relying on what I Google. But anyway, this is a career podcast, not a podcast about pregnancy and parenting. There are some amazing ones out there already. But if any of you have questions, I'm an open book. You're very welcome to get in contact with me and I'm happy to share my experience with you so far. Now, you have joined me today because you want to know the secret to achieving work-life balance. And don't we all? This seems at times to be something that is very idyllic, something that maybe is not really achievable and it's just something we should strive towards, but we'd never really get there. No real ambition, per uh, ambitious person would ever have true work-life balance because you can't be lazy if you are successful and you can't have work-life balance without resting. These two things just don't add up. Now, before I get stuck in, I want you to know that if you are suffering from workplace challenges such as poor work-life balance, or maybe you suffer from career path confusion, stunted career growth, lack of purpose, not being listened to, if you suffer from any of these career challenges, firstly, you're not alone. And secondly, I am running a free web class for any women in STEM careers who are experiencing these. And I'm going to be teaching you how to handle these workplace challenges with confidence. Now, if this is something that you want to come along to, it is on Thursday, the 25th of February. So next Thursday, and it's a quick informal session that 
allows women in STEM from around the world, from all different fields to get together, share a couple of their own challenges and to learn something that's really going to help you to face these challenges with confidence. So if this is something that interests you, you feel like you might be able to get something out of this, I do encourage you to sign up. There is a link in the show notes for you to do that. So go ahead and do that now while it's fresh in your mind. So specific to work-life balance, let's talk about how we can overcome this really common challenge. Firstly, let's talk about what work-life balance actually is. To some people, it will mean being able to work from nine till five, Monday to Friday and not overworking, you know, before work or after work or on weekends and all that kind of stuff. For other people, it will mean the level of stress that you might encounter due to work. And for some people, they don't mind working the extra hours. They don't mind having some level of stress, but it means that they are able to prioritize family. It may mean that they're able to work on things that are aligned with their core values. So really, work-life balance is different for everyone. And it's really important to know what that means for you. Just because your manager works a certain number of hours or does certain tasks at work doesn't mean that you must follow what they do in order to feel happy in your job. Everyone is different and work-life balance is different for everyone. I've talked about this before, but I don't really like the term work-life balance, but it seems to be the most commonly used term to describe, I guess, the balance between, well, obviously work and life. Um, But, you know, I think it alludes a bit to the time you spend at work, the level of stress you carry with you to do with work and how you're able to split that time and energy between your career and other priorities in your life. But yeah, the reason I don't like the term is because it almost makes it sound as if work is totally separate to life. And we all know that work is just one part of your life. There's lots of other parts of your life as well. But I don't know, I guess it it places this extra importance on work in comparison to life. I also feel like the word balance can almost make it feel like you're teetering on the edge of falling off a cliff. You know, if you you work too hard, you might fall off. If you work, you know, if you don't work hard enough and you spend too much of your time having fun in life, you might fall off the other side of the cliff. So I don't really like the term, but I still haven't found a better term for it. I've heard of things like work-life integration and all that kind of stuff. If you know of a better term, please let me know. Please message me and tell me because I would love to know what other word I can use instead of this term. Anyway, that's my really fluffy way of describing what work-life balance is. But what happens when we don't achieve it? What actually happens if our version of work-life balance isn't met in our own lives? Well, a couple of things do happen, but 
I would say the most obvious one is that you feel stressed. You feel like everything's on your shoulders. You feel that you're behind. You don't have enough time. I think that's a really common complaint for people without work-life balance. I just don't have time to do this and that. I'm running out of time. Time's slipping through my fingers. And also, you might not have the energy or brain space to honor the things that are really important to you. So I know, for example, back in the day when I suffered from very poor work-life balance, I, I used to cancel on my friends all the time, you know, that they'd, they'd say, come out for a drink with me or uh, let, let's meet for brunch on Saturday. And I'd say, yes, I, I'd have every intention of going, but work would take over. I'd be so stressed about work that I would feel that any of that time was a luxury and that I should be spending it on finishing my work rather than the frivolity of seeing my friends. I also felt that I was a really terrible partner (laughs) to live with. Uh, At the time, you know, I'd come home from work and my husband would be, you know, take the brunt of all of my complaints. I'd spend all my time outside of work complaining about work and I don't think it was healthy. Do you? <laughs> anyway, if this all sounds familiar to you, it is probably because you haven't been able to achieve your version of work-life balance yet. And I say yet because it is possible for everyone. Now, the reason everyone seems to, well, not everyone, but a lot of people seem to struggle with achieving their version of work-life balance is, okay, this is going to sound a bit harsh, but it's because they haven't made the choice to. Let me take a step back. So when people say that they don't have work-life balance, they often blame it on the fact that their boss is really demanding or their job is really demanding. Their field of work expects them to work a certain number of hours or to create a certain amount of output from their work. And yes, I totally understand this. Work expectations can be really stressful, really demanding. Sometimes those expectations are unfair. Sometimes as women, we are expected to do more in order to gain the same level of respect. I get it. It's unfair. There's a lot of pressure. There's so much external pressure, in fact, that we feel like we no longer have control over our time and over our life priorities. Time pressure also comes from places other than work. For those of you who have families, and I'm sure I will start to experience this once I have my own, there seems to be a lot of time that you need to spend on raising your children. And it's so important, isn't it? Time that you could be spending with your partner. And there's all this stuff that is demanding our time and attention. And if we're not careful, many of us will let all these external pressures dictate our day-to-day movements. The only way you can achieve work-life balance on your own terms 
is if you realize that you always have a choice as to where you spend your time. You always have a choice as to where you spend your energy. The thing with most people is that they have not fully understood what is important to them and why it's important. If you know these things, if you're self-aware enough to have these really, really clear in your mind as to what's important to you, then you won't be taken on a ride by other external pressures. I think that Melinda Gates in her book, A Moment of Lift, said it so well when she wrote, if you don't set your own agenda, somebody else will. If I didn't fill my schedule with things I felt were important, other people would fill my schedule with things they felt were important. Ding, ding, ding. That was a real life-changing moment when I heard that quote and it was so, so relevant to my situation at the time. So that is the true secret to achieving work-life balance. It is knowing on a core level that you always have a choice as to where you spend your time and energy. But how do we put this into practice? You know, all those external time pressures that I talked about before. So a demanding boss, demanding field of work, children demanding your time, social calendars, your partner needing you to be here and there, driving you know, your kids around the place. These are all things that are important and they demand your time and energy. So what do you do when you have all of this competing stuff? It can often feel really overwhelming that these are things you must do, you know? Now that I've empowered you with the choice to spend your time and energy wherever you want, in whatever proportions you want, you now have to realize that you only have so many hours in the day. You only have so much energy to expend each day. How are you going to divvy that up? How are you going to use that limited resource in order to achieve the things that are actually important to you? If certain things do have to get done, it's a requirement. You can't get away with it not being done, but it's taking up time away from other priorities that you have. Can you delegate it? Can you pay someone to help? What can you do to help yourself? Can those people deal with you not doing those things? Start to question all the stuff that's taking up your time and energy And think about it with a new lens. You might have felt before that you have to be the person to do it or that it has to definitely be done. But what if it wasn't done? Just explore that for a second. You know, what if in this new crazy world, this thing doesn't have to be done? Or what if in this new crazy world, I don't have to do it? Maybe someone else could do it. Who could that be? Can I get someone's help or can I change the way that I'm doing this so that it takes less time? When you're time poor and energy poor, it can be really easy to get sucked into this vortex of feeling like you've just got to get through the list of stuff to do. What I'm asking you to do now is to take 15 to 20 minutes out of your day to zoom out, take a bird's eye view of all the stuff you're doing and start 
slimming things down. Start seeing whether you do have to do all that stuff. This 15 to 20 minute investment is going to pay off. You're going to have so much more time. So although you feel like you've got all this stuff you've got to get done, just take a bit of time. See what you can delete out of your life or delegate to someone else. To do this, this takes confidence. It takes confidence to know that you no longer have to be a people pleaser. People who lack confidence feel like they have to do everything that they're asked. Otherwise, they won't be liked or they won't be accepted or they won't get a promotion or they're not doing well at their job. You have to have that confidence to know that what you're doing and what you're spending your time and energy for is for the greatest good. And if you overspend your time and energy, you're not going to do a better job. You might miss out on opportunities to do things that you're really good at or where you can provide the most value. You have to have that confidence to stop people pleasing and start pleasing yourself. I touched on it briefly there, but this is not selfish behavior. If you are able to achieve your version of work-life balance, you're going to be more present for people who are in your life. So family, friends, relatives, you're also going to be more energetic and more joyful to be around. You are going to be a real positive influence to people you work with. You're going to be more enthusiastic. You're going to have more brain space to solve problems innovatively. You will have the space to do stuff that you're good at. You'll have the space to bring the most value that you can and really reach your best potential so that you're providing your highest value to the team that you work in work. I guess if you take anything away from my ramblings over the last 20 minutes, it is that you have a choice. If you are feeling like there is no way you can get off this hamster wheel, there are things being thrown at you, you feel like there's demand on you every second of the day, stop. Give yourself 15 to 20 minutes and allow yourself to dream about not having to do this stuff. How could you offload some of this stuff? How could you just stop doing some of this stuff? You have a choice. No one is hopefully holding a gun to your head telling you you must do this and that. It's about figuring out what is important to you, how to get there, and whether all the activities in your life align with that. And if an activity doesn't align with it, get rid of it. Delegate it to someone else. Stop feeling like you are the one and only person who can make this thing tick along. Because chances are there will be someone else who has goals and dreams that align with that activity. And it's probably actually quite helpful if you delegate it to that person. If you want to hear me delve into more of these different workplace challenges that I find are really common when it comes to my coaching clients and how to deal with them with confidence, 
I definitely encourage you to sign up to my free web class on the 25th of February. The link is in the show notes. Go there and check it out. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I always appreciate a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you feel like a friend or a colleague could really benefit from hearing this message today, share it. Take a screenshot, send a link, do whatever you need to do to get it in their ears. I'll be back again next Wednesday with a fresh new podcast episode and I can't wait to speak to you then. See you next time. 